What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the bring back of Up in Flames. I haven't recorded since September, and there was no better way than to bring my guy Jeff Hunt in the building. But we'll get into all that. We'll introduce Jeff. This is going to be an Ohio State-centric podcast. We had an amazing win last night. I say amazing, but at the same time, we might have been um, overwhelmed or underwhelmed, however you want to look at it, in the Ohio State win against Wisconsin. But we will be right back right after this. Tell you my problems, meditating my silence. But I keep pushing my pen, rotating my stylus. Brokenness feeling like sin, not no breath, low dollar. Used to be left on red, now all the girls go holler. Now all the girls go follow. All the fake friends gon' pile up. I need peace to borrow, get that shit right back tomorrow. Somehow all the fans go bravo, smile so much to hide my sorrow. Say this shaky in Verado. I can't hold the And sometimes, you know, we're back, another episode of Up in Flames, but sometimes I really feel like, you know, my, my intro is a vibe. It just gets you to relax and be able to talk anything sports. And I feel like this episode, I needed to relax my guest, be able to just kind of vibe out into the <laughs> intro because of the stressful night that we both had being Ohio State fans last night. But I got my guy, none other than Jeff Hunt in the building. Jeff, what's going on, bro? Uh Thanks for having me on again, Mo. It's been a while since we've done a show together. Um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work up to speed. This is my training camp, so to speak. More to come on that there situation, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm warming up. I'm stretching out the legs. I'm cracking the neck, you know. But I, I don't want to go too far. But uh, I can't think of a better subject and a better person to cover it with than you and uh, your show. So um, yeah, I'm ready. Even though I already I accidentally shut off my computer midstream. So like, all good. Rookie, rookie mistakes from the rookie mistakes from the veteran. You know what's crazy is I need to shake off the rust. Yeah, and I just want to say this man was supposed to be retired. I was never supposed to be able to do another show. This was never supposed to be anything. No, but I just, never said that. Well, I'm saying, but the, he's supposed to be retired. This was supposed to just be a hey, we developed a friendship based on doing a podcast together. And yeah. you know what? We'll be forever friends. And oh, here forever. he comes, coming back on up in flames. Endless possibilities for the future, which, you know, we'll, we'll see what the future looks like and we'll, we'll, we'll let him talk about that later. But Jeff, you're back. You're here on Up in Flames. And what better than I haven't recorded Up in Flames. I've done field stormers. I've been on the NBA previews for Off the Ball Network and with the Hoopers and See You Sunday and Overreaction Monday. I've done all of that. But oh, in yeah. the midst of that, I've lost recording up in flames, and it's time to bring it back. And what better to bring it back than talking about Ohio State beating yes. Wisconsin in a stressful win, <laughs> essentially, in a very critical win, which we're going to get into. So I want to, Jeff, your thoughts on last night's win against Wisconsin. Like, what, what uh, are your thoughts against on the game last night? So, you know, first of all, the positives are it is – it is tough to go into a bear trap like Madison, Wisconsin at night. Um, you know, they've had the game circled on their calendar against a former coach. Um, we, we, nobody really knows a fickle, like at one point fickle was the head coach of a high state for a year. People um, really, 
yeah, people forget really took a bullet for Ohio State. Um, did a pretty good job with the with a with a weird situation to where like just to throw this out there, Ohio State was one of the like one of the last teams and one of the few teams like especially the Blue Bloods to really actually get punished for something. Um, and so Fickle really you know you know picked up the slack, went at it. He wasn't ready to be a head coach. Regardless, stayed on staff, helped them. Big part of them win a national championship uh-huh. was an assistant head coach. Went to Cincinnati, had a great career. We don't know how much he cares about playing High State, but I assure you that he cares. Like he wanted to win that game, and so for High State to go in there, knowing that it's a trip up game, knowing that it's a clunker, knowing that every mistake is going to be, you know, amplified. All these things to come away with a fourteen point victory, awesome. The downside to the game, the truthful downside is that we know not to not to harp on young man. He's doing the best he can. Um, McCord McCord is a limited quarterback, and this and, and it just keeps showing up and showing up. And everybody, like you can look at you can look at Twitter all night. You can look at whatever. You can call your friends. Everybody across the boards, like you know, th- there's limitations at quarterback, and it, it's it's holding this team. It's restricting what this team, a very, very, very talented team can do. The upside of being a high state, you have a ton of talented players. You can get through these games with a less than superstar quarterback. And that being said, McCord is basically, like stats-wise, is basically still one of the best or the best in almost every category in the Big Ten. So, like, all that stuff looks good. But when you're watching a game, like, you like you realize that, like, there's limitations there. So what we learned last night, most important thing is to be 8-0. Most important thing is college football is the loss column. Mo, we, we've talked about it. You know how I feel about that. That is so your thing. The they came away, they came away out of a, a bad environment, bad weather, you know, trap game, 8-0. Um, they really can start – they honestly can start really focusing on, you know, the big game at the end of, the, at the end of November. Yeah, 100%. And so everything you said about Kyle McCord just – kind of leading into, I guess, that's kind of who we're going to kick his back in. I mean, that's the sub. That's the storyline. That is the subject. That is the storyline of only beating Wisconsin by 14. Um, our defense played immaculate. We'll talk about them here in a second because this is the best defense we've had since 2019. And actually, statistically, yeah. they're better than the 2019 defense, which is absolutely insane because we didn't think we were walking into the season with arguably the best defense in the country. But Kyle McCord, three turnovers, two interceptions, and a fumble. Um, Walker said it best, though, because while watching that game, uh, you, myself, you, myself, and Walker recorded field stormers. And what did Walker say going into the Penn State game is like, he picked Penn State. Obviously, hey, Walker, you were wrong. You hung it on your shoulder. Cool. But your reasoning of Walker's reasoning of why he said he thought Penn State would win turned into fruition against the West against Wisconsin. Yeah. Kyle McCord's pocket presence is terrible. His pocket yeah. awareness and understanding the moment and the situation is bad. And that's why he fumbles. And the way he fumbled, I hate to kill him for that because probably 95% of college quarterbacks fumble that play. But because we're looking at you and we're looking at your pocket awareness is not the greatest, and then you turn and fumble as being Kyle McCord, and that's one of your biggest problems, is like it's amplified. Like you said, every mistake yeah. is amplified. You throw two, two, 
two interceptions. Your first half was probably the worst first half you could play as the starting quarterback for Ohio State. You bounce back a little bit. You play a, a little bit better in the second half. But at the same time, my biggest problem about last night was talent is going to win us every game on until we play Michigan. And so we can walk away with three turnovers, two interceptions and a fumble. And we can walk. We got the fumble back. Like what? Two plays later, literally, we got the fumble back. We got it right back. We caused the fumble. But the problem is we are not at this point. We've beat Notre Dame. We beat Penn State. We've now won two of the three games that are the most important to the success of the Ohio State season. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan State, and Michigan. Like, that's who we have left on our schedule. Well, Wisconsin, who else? And Rutgers. So, Rutgers, Rutgers, Minnesota, and Michigan State are teams essentially we're not worried about. Like, those should be wins no matter how they look. As long as you get the win, we walk into – we plan on walking into the game, the game, undefeated. But that's the problem is everybody gets on us as Ohio State fans. Like, oh, you're too hard on them. And Kyle McCourt, he'll walk into his own. But, like, you've won two of the biggest games that you could have won this year. You look bad against Wisconsin. And, like, we have to walk into the Michigan game unscathed. But even still, we're just looking at it like that's the game we're weighing on. So, Jeff, let me ask you this. How we've looked so far, looking into the future, We should walk into the game. We should walk into Ann Arbor undefeated. Do you trust Ohio State against Michigan? Because that's the team that's probably going to knock us off if there's a team that's going to knock us off outside of being upset. And we pointed out the numbers of the fact that Ryan Day has never lost to a team that doesn't have a number next to their team name. So it's safe to assume he's not going to take another loss until the Michigan game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. This team's this team's really good. That's that's the ceiling. This is a really good college football team. This isn't a great college football team. It's not an exceptional Ohio State team. It's a it's a very 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 good Ohio State football team. And you know, especially someone as old as me, like I've seen a lot of these teams over the years. Like I seen the Todd Beckman team that went to the 2007 national title. No chance to win that national title game. Gave it a run actually. Gave it a run actually. But like there's limitations and that's every team. Like we're specifically talking about a high state. This is not, you know, I'm not here to talk about like, you know, Comicord this and Comicord that the guy won the job. He's doing the best he can. That's who's on the roster. He had great, great moments at Notre Dame. You know, it's not that we're not talking, we're not acting like a guy that doesn't deserve to play college football, but you got to be realistic. Um, I would say this high state team is closer to the Michigan teams of the last few years that, needed didn't have the playmaker that a high state did on the other side of the field a high state wins in 2018 why justin or 2019 justin fields um you know high state you know uh you know whether it was dwayne haskins you know whether it was jt barrett it was these dynamic playmakers that you know that that were the difference in these you know these razor thin games and if you tell me right now like michigan has the better quarterback uh is mccord's just he's he's just he's a great passer thrower the football he's not a he's not a playmaker and you need a playmaker when you play these huge rivalry games and i would say that across the country 
Oklahoma beat Texas because Dylan Gabriel made plays. Uh, you know, Ewers beat Alabama because Ewers made plays. Mm-hmm. Alabama couldn't. Uh, you know, LSU is starting to come around because Jaden Daniels is a playmaker. Um, when because you know we're not here to discuss like the top twenty-five. We're right. here to discuss like the last eight teams that can possibly contend for a national championship so like needs to be clear that's how we grade ohio state we come into the season expecting the national championship we grade them based on the other great teams in the country i i do not care how good you know how, how good or bad you know kansas wisconsin like any of these runner-up schools are we're, we're, we're talking about this so as of right now without injury i don't see Michigan's not going to make the mistakes that these other teams do. They've actually got a quarterback. Ohio State really hasn't played a team. If we want to call Sam Hartman a quarterback at Notre Dame, in that game he played bad. But I will say, the Notre Dame game is a legit win for Ohio State. That was a good win. But also we're talking about a couple things go wrong, and it's a loss, and Ohio State's basically out of the national title contention. So let's not act like you know that didn't happen. But, But McCord did show up and made big throws. You know, getting Egbuka back, I, I've, I've heard he might be coming back. I've heard he might not be. So I, I wouldn't expect to see Egbuka before Michigan. Um, I think that's a big hole in the lineup. You know, you're talking about an NFL caliber receiver that's not there. Um, I just, as of right now, like the little things that are helping, you know, Ohio State win these games, Michigan doesn't do. Like they finish drives. Um, they can run the ball. Their quarterback is a real quarterback. He doesn't make mistakes. He's, you know, and all these things. So if they play tomorrow, like there's no doubt in my mind that Michigan can can is going to win the game. They don't play tomorrow, though. So that's the benefit to Ohio State that they can still grow. And if we want to just be totally honest, Michigan has a chance to get some chinks in their armor. Um, we're going to learn more about them when they play Penn State in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And part of, I guess, when you look at Ohio State, like the, that's what we're looking at, like national champions. Can you compete for the playoffs? But the biggest thing is Kyle McCord. I, I hate to say it. I just don't trust him against Michigan. I think Michigan is good enough to beat Ohio State again, like for the third year in a row. And so I'm looking at, I'm looking at Kyle McCord and I'm trying to figure out a way that we're able to actually win this game. So do you think, like, can Kyle McCord get better over these next three weeks in order you to, in order for you to feel more comfortable for us to beat Michigan at the big house? Yeah, yeah, he can speed up. He can, he can change. He can change, like you said. He can, he can stop. Like a lot of his problem is like just where he, like his pocket awareness. You discussed to open the show. Like these are things that can be coached. Which I do put a lot of this on Ryan Day. Like we've spent you know five years talking about how Ryan Day is this quarterback guru, puts these guys into the NFL. The stats are off the charts. All true stuff. So like, but if this is your quarterback, and we've seen the arm talent that he has, but you, but you can't, but you can't get you know like you can't fix these tiny problems then uh, you know part of it is a coaching issue like it's a combination thing like i know this sounds like a you know you know a a kyle mccord slam fest but the truth is this team the defense is playing as well as we've seen them you know in in years the the running game is what it is i mean we could we can throw a little shade on the running game we don't we don't i don't think we have even with henderson in there i don't think we have top tier NFL talent at the running back position, which is kind of inexcusable for Ohio State. Uh, wide receiver position is great. Um, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is everything that, you know, people say. He's, 
he's he's the reason that this team is undefeated and hit between him and Egbuka. So, but the, it, it just so much of it does lay on Kyle McCord. Now, another thing I'll say though is McCord, out, yeah, Wisconsin game was kind of an outlier. Like he just played a bad game, but the other games, it's uh, you know he hasn't made the dumb mistakes. He hasn't thrown the game away. Uh, we saw how Drew Aller played, you know, for Penn State against the high state that, you know, that cost him the game. So McCord does under I think he also understands, you know, the situation also, which is good because you can win games that way. Like it, it's it stinks. You got you got to grind them out. People like me and you, you know, are, are, are it drives us mad, but you're not losing the games. Um, and a lot of quarterbacks around the country are losing games right now. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag. It's just as of as of right now, it's you know if you t- going into next year, Ohio State's gonna be ranked higher than Michigan. They're gonna be a better team than Michigan. We're gonna have, they're gonna be having the opposite conversation we are. They're gonna be talking about their next quarterback, possibly their next coach, all these things. But as far as this year, it's just a it's a rough combination. McCord can get better. Ohio State can beat Michigan, um, but it's not. But they're they're not going to be favored. I, I don't I don't expect it. But um, you know they got a lot of talent on the field. The defense could do some crazy stuff. Like we don't know how much better they can get. Um, if this defense can get better, my goodness. Yeah. So let me ask you. Saying all that, I I, I want to ask the big question. Okay? okay. So we think Ohio State could probably win every game but Michigan. We know what's going on with Michigan. Like we're hearing more and more about, yeah. you know, um, more things are coming out about their situation week in and week out. Right. You're a big time Ohio State fan. Yes. If Michigan was to ha- have sanctions handed down in the next two weeks prior to the Ohio State game, Jim Harbaugh gets suspended. They're not able to play compete in the playoffs. They're not going to be able to play for a national championship. Is that how you want the win against Michigan? Because like yeah, I I'll, don't like I yeah, don't want it. to see us win that way <laughs> after losing two in a row. But are you on the side of I want to win outright yep. under all circumstances? Everything's even, or will you just like, hey, however we have to get to the playoffs, I'll take it, and that is what it is. Yes, absolutely. That's me. Because really. And here's why. I'm surprised. Yes. Here's why. Because the other side of that is let let's say all the Michigan stuff is true, which as of right now it looks like it's true. Like, and I'm not saying this as an high state fan. Like the evidence just keeps piling up. Like we're talking even even like the ESPN or big t- all all the network reporters have kind of almost agreed right now that like okay this did happen. We just don't know what they're gonna do about it. Like they're not even like keeping quiet about it anymore. Like they're literally right. just coming out and saying like, well, this is really messed up. So, but my point being is though, let's say Michigan did do everything they said they did and use that advantage against Ohio state. Like I, I can't get those games back. I can't get those years of my life back. I can't get those, you know, that, that misery back. So no, do, do I care at all if they're, they're shorthanded or whatever? No, I do not. I want to get in the playoffs. I want to have a shot to win a national championship every year, regardless, because here's what the Michigan people say. Well, you still got to play the game on the field. So here's what I would say. If I was a high state, we're, we're just saying hypothetical worst case scenario, uh, hardball suspended, you know, whatever, then I would say the same thing is like, you still got to play the game. 
Do you see right. what I'm saying? Like, because that's what they're saying. Like, oh, wh- who cares about sign stealing? You still got to play the game. Well, if that's your theory, then it you shouldn't care if you're missing a coach or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I fully, like, I, I get it, but I don't want, I just don't want us to bounce back that way. Like, if he does get suspended, if it is a situation where Michigan has nothing to play for outside of beating Ohio State, if some of their future draft picks don't play in the game, like I don't want it that way for the simple fact, like I want this team to just be good enough that we're able to beat Michigan. We're able to win the big 10 again, and we're able to go to the playoffs, but I guess you take it how you can get it at the end yep. of the day. So I do, I do want you, you said like, you can't get those years of your life back, but how much of all this news from Michigan has it impacted your thought process on the past two years of not being able to win? Oh, absolutely. The no, absolutely. Two year, two years ago, um, you know, 2020 um, was was or two thousand. I guess it would have been 2021. Sorry, that game absolutely. Michigan was going to win it. You know, C.J. Stroud's you know first years of start, like everything that happened. There was no way High State was winning that game. You could tell when as soon as the snow started falling in Ann Arbor, like that game was over. Totally agree. Nothing. Last year's a different story. Like, if you tell me the reason the high state lost last year was because of this, I totally believe you because high state was like clearly a better team. Like they looked better yeah. to start the game. They started off strong. I, I still like, you know, if Denzel Burke can make an open field tackle, I still think, but what I'm saying is like, it was it the difference in those teams wasn't that much. So if you're going to tell me the difference, I don't, I don't care what the score was. Anybody, like this isn't just a high state fan saying it, go, go listen to any, you know, analysts across the nation, they all say that they're not like Ohio State looked like a better team that lost. And again, I agree, they lost. But if you tell me that there was something that that affected the game and had like wasn't on the up and up, I would actually that actually would make the most sense to me, you know, of anything um, last year. But but that even said, even if, if it's not Ohio State, like all the other teams, like this did. Okay, let's just put it this, this did happen. Like the, the the evidence is so obvious. Like it did happen. Like this guy was filming signs from seats, like, you know, and all these things. He did have tickets for high state Penn State. All this stuff did happen. So, like, what about the other teams that like might have had a shot to knock off Michigan outside of like that advantage? Like, you know, and everybody keeps saying, like, everybody does it. Mo, I don't know about you. I know you're you're like you're an athlete, you're like me, you're a competitor. I've never cheated or took an unfair advantage of any game or anything I've ever played in my life. Just the same reason you're saying, because I do not want to win that way. Like if I'm playing cards with somebody and I, and I can sort of glance over and they're holding them a little loose. I tell them to tuck them in. Like, I don't like, I like, so like, I think this whole thing, like everybody's doing it. I don't think everybody is doing it. Like, I think that there's still like a lot of integrity in sports and, and and these certain things that, I, I don't. I don't think it's as clear cut as just like, well, everybody's doing it. No, I don't think everybody is. Um, you know, I've I've never done that. It's like, it's no different than calling your own foul. You've played a ton of pickup basketball, just like mm-hmm. I have. You, yep. If it's a, if it's a, you, you say it. Like you don't want to. Like you don't want to be the guy that's like foul when it's not, or or not foul when it is, or because it it take it's already taken away in your mind the integrity of the game. So like, I don't think. I don't think this is as, I don't think this is widespread across college football and every team's doing it and Michigan just happened to get caught. I think this is one of the biggest stories in the history of major sports and it's it's just going to get bigger. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I fully agree with you as far as like 
I, I agree with you and I don't agree with you. But at the same time, I think most people have the integrity not to cheat. Like at the end of the day, yeah. and the thing about Jim Harbaugh is the simple fact he's he's been caught a lot of times yep. where his integrity has been in question from the NFL yep. to college football. Yep. And we've kind of wondered like, hey, bro, like are you cheating or whatnot or whatever? And I know a lot of people have said like this might be worse than Spygate, you know, from uh, mm -hmm. um, the New England Patriots. They might, this might be a situation that's worse than what the Houston Astros did. But I do think people steal signs. Like, but if you do it within the realms of what the rules are, exactly. then I feel like you're fine. Like, if you're stealing signs based off watching game film, hey, the film is there. You yep. are allowed to do it in that sense. But if you're paying people to send them to go, hey, go record. And, and that's what we're seeing is like they've paid people $1,000 here, $2,000 there to essentially attend the game and go watch the film and take your iPhone and film the sideline and the sideline only. I do have an issue with that, obviously. How couldn't I? I'm an Ohio State fan. And right. if you're cheating in order to beat us. And it's funny because let me ask you this. Is it not coincidental that like um, Michigan didn't send anybody to go to the TCU game and they lost to TCU? Right. Exactly. No, that's, that's what I mean. Like, I know you're not doing a Michigan podcast here, but like this is a big story and it has to be talked about. Um, that's, that's just the breaks of it. Um, but you're, you're exactly right. Like, but here's the thing, like it, 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 it if it's one play a game, especially when you're talking about a team like Ohio state with CJ, so and we're just saying Ohio state because I watched them the most. I know they watched every other team, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you I, here because I'll, I'll fully admit, I do not watch Michigan play football. I don't watch them in under any circumstances play football unless they're playing a high state. I have no idea what they're doing. I don't, I couldn't I couldn't tell you what their most of their players look like if you know in a lineup because I right. don't watch them. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that like in a, like that I know anything. All I know is about the game I watch. And I'm telling you, and you know, the listeners, not you, but like right. if you're gonna like you're talking about a team with Ryan Day and CJ Stroud last year. And if you're going to tell me that knowing when they change the call or when the call comes in from the sidelines, that that's not huge with the offense, the explosive offense they have when they when they look at the defense and they and they, you know, they make the call. And if you're telling me like if you in, anybody tries to tell me that that's not an advantage is crazy because the high state like has has every play is a touchdown play for a high state. They can score on any play of the game. Yep. So like if you only know two of those. You that that's 14 that might be 14 points or it might turn it into a punt or so on and so forth like it, it is a like it's a bigger it's it's a huge deal and it and it's another one of these things like if we're gonna go down this road if a high state was doing it my goodness like espn would be on fire right now they, there would be more reporters there than there would be covering the super bowl if this was going on at a high state or alabama you know, or, or, you know, something like that. So some like, of the most dominant teams of the past, it, it would be, yeah, like it, it would be insane. They'd be covering it. Like, you know, they did the, um, you know, the eighties Miami hurricanes, like it would be like that. But like, since they've, they've kind of aligned themselves with hardball and, and all these things. And it's, it's, they, they want a team to be, you know, they don't want a high state to run through the, the, the big 10, like they were for a decade. Like, 
it's an advantage to them to be on the side of Michigan and Harbaugh, but it's starting to fade. Like this weekend, I watched a lot of pregame shows and like these guys are starting to basically just come out and be like, this is messed up. Like they're not defending it. They're not, you know, any of it. Like, so it, it's just an interesting situation, but that being said, to get back to our point, as yeah. of right now, Michigan is a better, is a better all around football team than Ohio state. And most of it, unfortunately is at the quarterback position, no offense, you know, McCord, but it's just the truth. Shout out to Kyle McCord for being average. Uh, thanks for being our first average quarterback since Todd Beckman, essentially. Um, so now that you, so now that we reverted back to the point, sorry to touch on Michigan, but at the same time, hey, it just happened. You have to. Conversation, you you have to because that's the team that we're looking forward to. Essentially, yeah, we're like we're going to walk into that game undefeated. Talking about the future. So with Kyle McCord, like last night, right? He gets hurt. Clearly, he's compromised. He gets hurt. He's limping on and off the field, and we're still playing him. How worried were you that the message was sent that we don't because Devin Brown didn't play. He was out. Right. There was no chance of him coming in for that game. And I think had Devin Brown not got hurt last week um against Purdue, he ends up playing in this game. Oh, 100%. Or, my fault. He ends up playing yeah. in this game. 100%. But because he didn't, how how concerned were you that when Kyle McCord went down and his ankle was injured and you could tell he was compromised. How concerned were you that we didn't even look to our next backup quarterback to just hand the ball off to Travion Henderson and finish out the game? Like, was that not a cause for concern for you on how thin we are at quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a big issue for me that, that we've got to the point at Ohio state to where we used to be like, which one of these NFL quarterbacks is going to play and which ones are going to transfer. And now we're at the point to being like, we don't have an NFL quarterback on the team at, you know, that we right. can see right now. And then we don't just like, we don't have athletes, you know, at quarterback, we don't have like, we don't have up and comers, you know, trying to take McCord's job. Like that it's, it's a, no, his job's not in question, which no. is, a cause for concern, I think. And I want to be, you know, I want to be clear. He's, he's done a good job and he's eight. No, I know what everybody's saying right now, but that's, if you're worried, I always say this, there's, there's, there's a couple kinds of Ohio state fans. If you're the fan that's like, I like doing really good every year and going to a Rose bowl and maybe, you know, and going, we'll say 12 and two or 13 and one or something like that. We're not the same fan. I only care if I win a national championship or compete for a national championship. So like, if you're listening to me right now and you're and you're wanting to tear your uh, you know radio out of your car dash, it's probably because you like you like a good you you might also be somebody that's like oh I just hope the Michigan Ohio State game's good as to where I don't um, so that's where I come from with this I only judge them based on here's here's the teams I watch every week I watch Georgia I watch Alabama mm -hmm. I watch Ohio State you know I watch the top five or six teams because that's who I compare you know, ourselves to, I'm not worried about Wisconsin, I'm not worried about Minnesota. Like that's not who's, so we're not the only team with quarterback depth issues. Uh, Alabama's dealing with it right now. Georgia's uh, quarterback looks like he's the real deal, but they, I don't think they're super deep at quarterback either. And mostly it's because of the transfer portal. And um, that's basically it. I mean, it's basically the transfer portal. Um, you got guys spread out all across the country right now, rather than, you know, stockpiled, you know, for a team, Texas is in pretty good shape. They're one of the few teams that have depth at quarterback. 
Um, I suppose that'll change. We've discussed that next year's quarterback's last name might be Murphy. Um, it's yep. kinda, shout, out to, shout out to Malik. <laughs> like. yeah. And and again, I think it, I think going into next year, McCord and this team can absolutely make a run to national title. They'll probably be number one ranked going into the season next year. Um, you know, if nothing crazy happens, but we're talking about this year. We're not talking about next year. Like I don't care about right. next year. Um, it it is I concerning. Don't care about next year until next year comes. Like it is concerning. Yeah, don't care. And, we, and we've lost some good. You know, we've lost recruits. Like I don't know how much of that's on day. Is he not developing? You know, is he is he not recruiting in the right place? I'm not 100 percent sure. This is where a lot of this I put on Ryan Day. Like you're supposed to be stockpiling quarterbacks. Like I don't care. Like yep. there's a Division two kid starting for Chicago tonight. Like, like you got to find that guy and you got to get him on the team. Every team needs like every team, every good team ought to have a guy that can step in for three drives and just be just be a wild card and go out there and, and steal you a touchdown. And nobody knows what to do. We're where high state just doesn't have that right now. Like they're very, very predictable offense, you know, you know, right now because of McCord's lack of honestly, just lack of playmaking ability, physical ability. I don't, I'm not sure what it is, but like, you don't you don't have to keep an eye on Kyle McCord, which allows you an extra defender. Like that's the problem. Yeah. They stack the box lines. Yep. yep. And and we were able to prevail. And actually, I want to bring that up. Let's do this. So I hate Travion Henderson. And I don't <laughs> really I don't and uh, let me reword this. I don't physically I don't really hate him. You sports hate. We it's sports hate. Yeah. And what I hate is the simple fact, dude. When you are healthy and you are ready to go, you are one of the best running backs in the country. Yeah. The problem is we are trying to find a reason why Chip Trainum is better than you. We are trying to find a reason why you shouldn't redshirt Dallin Hayden. We are trying to find a reason why we need Mayan Williams to be healthy and ready to go every week. Because when Travion Henderson is healthy, He's one of the best running backs in the country. When he's healthy, he is a running back that you could justify being drafted in the first round. Now, he ain't a top 10 pick, but I think when he's healthy, he's a guy that... We'll talk about this in April, but I don't know about that. If a team picked Travion Henderson, my thing is if he was always healthy and a team picked him at 27... I don't think you'd be absolutely upset. You'd be like, okay, oh, fair. no, I don't I don't love to see running backs go in the first round. I, I would be, but I'm, I'm a little different. I got you. Like, gotcha. if the Buffalo Bills was like, you know what, we're going to try again at running back, like we have the past yep. five years, and we're going to go Travion Henderson because he's always healthy, you'd understand. You're like, okay, yep. you're a team who's probably a running back short and a missed every year, essentially, as far as trying to take running backs to solve your running the ball problem. That is Travion Henderson. The problem is he's not always healthy. And so when he steps on the field, what was it against Western Kentucky? He had five carries, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Like, he averaged 10 yards a carry. Last night, he goes absolutely insane coming back off an injury, and that's typically what he does. It's like this dude, when he is ready to go, he's absolutely amazing, which is why I can't stand him. Because, like, you're not always healthy. When you are, you show us like you unlock another part of the offense. But yeah, like, are you going to be ready to go next week? Like, are you okay? You're ready to go next week, but are you going to be ready to go the week after that? We're going to find out that 
your ankle hurt. We're going to find out that your knee hurt. We're going to find out like you're a last minute scratch that we had no idea. Like if he doesn't play next week, essentially, this would be the story of Travion Henderson's career where we're like, well, he just had an absolutely amazing game against Wisconsin. When did he get hurt? Where was the point in time where we thought he wasn't going to play the following Saturday, but that's been the story of his career. How much did Travion Henderson make an impact on beating Wisconsin though? Because I think he was, he won that game. Like, like him and Marvin Harrison Jr., obviously those were the two over 100 yards rushing, over 100 yards receiving. But I think it had everything to do with when all else fails, we were able to hand the ball to Travion Henderson. And what makes yep. me look familiar to was no matter what we did offensively, it was back in the day when we could hand the ball to Zeke. Like, hey, if nothing else is working, let's hand it to our star running back and let him carry us to that victory. I saw that in Travion Henderson, and we've seen he's been able to be flashes of that throughout his career when he's healthy. How important is Travion Henderson to essentially us marching our way to possibly winning a national championship? Like, is he the X factor of if we don't have him, we won't win one? And if we do, we very seriously have a possibility? Like, is is he that essential to the Ohio State offense? I think as far as like what you're saying is getting over the top and beating the the really good teams. Like the if you want to win, Florida State. You want to win the your your last four of the year. One hundred percent have to have Henderson. Um, the other guys work hard. They do a lot of great stuff. My, can't say enough about mine Williams because he is put in a position where he has to bail this team out for three year two years. Why Henderson's just like you said, you know, missing time or whatever. Um, but you, I don't think you can win a, a national championship. This team definitely cannot win a national championship without Henderson back there as some sort of threat. Thing about Henderson, what I really like is, is as far as when he's on the field, um, you can do a lot of stuff in the passing game. You can like, they spread him. I love it when they get him out to the boundary a lot of times and, you know, create some mismatches. Like he does things like that. And if, you know, if, if the defense falls asleep or if they're not talented enough, Henderson can take advantage of it, you know, as a wide receiver. Uh, a lot of stuff that they did, n- not that this is the same coaching staff, but like a lot of stuff that Zeke could do. Zeke was a great player in the passing game. You know, it kind of never really, because of the NFL, like it never really got used in Dallas. But Zeke, like there was times in that season, you know, the, the you know, the championship season and the next one in 15 to where Zeke was one of the best receivers on the field. Um, So, and that's what Henderson can bring. Like he can really open up the offense, but then it goes back to what we talked about when they, when they motion Henderson out of the backfield and they're in they're they're going empty set. You don't have to worry about McCord's legs. So therefore it doesn't put the pressure even like, Let's go to best case scenario. Look at even this offense, what Stroud did against Georgia, which was really the only time that like he punished a team with his with his legs, you know, for turning their back on him. McCord's just not going to do that. Last night, one of my favorite plays last night was when McCord just took the easy, the easy first yards down. up the middle for a first down. Yep. Like, like yeah, those, percent Those break a team's back. And I know and again, McCord's that's where you got hurt, though. Like that's like at the same time, as much as we love it, that is where he got that's hurt. That's where he got hurt. It's you know, so like these are things that Henderson opens up as to where like Williams, Williams, when he Williams goes to the boundary, you're not really worried about him going, you know, deep on you in a passing game. He's probably not going to run a nine route. Um, if he is, he's probably gonna be covered like train not much, you know, 
he's not really built like a receiver either. Again, these guys are doing what they're asked to do. They've made obviously made huge touchdowns. Like I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, discrediting what they've done. They're they're doing their job the best they can. But we're talking about like how do we win a national championship? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that a healthy Henderson has to be on the on the field. Like I just I, I don't see. I don't see a path to where you tell me Colin McCord threw his way to a national championship, considering you're going, you, you're going to have to go through Michigan. You're going to have to go through Georgia and then some other, you know, at least another really good team to get there. I I just, I just don't see a world. I don't see a world where without an explosive, you know, um, running attack or even the threat of it, I don't see how it can, I don't see how they can accomplish that. So before we close out, let's talk about, what needs to be talked about the defense. Okay. This defense. The Tyleek Williams is one of the best players and has played himself into a first, uh, what top 10 pick. Talk about it. Um, possibly. Um, but this defense, like overall, this defense has been, first off, we've been searching for a defense. Like, Hey, since Ryan days got here, we haven't had a defense since 2019. Now we have a defense that statistically, if you look at mm-hmm. stat by stat, this defense has actually been better. We've allowed less yards. We've allowed one more point per game than the 2019 had up to this point through eight games. Sitting here at 8-0, we've allowed 11. They allowed 10. We've allowed 400 less yards up to the point of eight games. Um, we have a lockdown corner in Denzel Burke, which – I'm so glad Denzel Burke looks the way he looks because Jeff, we went into this year hoping we could that see was, Denzel Burke of this, freshman year. Yeah, that this is the what we saw the, the his first half of his freshman season. Right, and so we hoped like, hey, maybe we got it. Like we knew when we saw him his freshman year it was like, hey, this is the return of DBU because we took two years off. Oh, you know, you want to know what's funny? Hancock's better than a better football player than Burke. And I mean, as a compliment. In Hancock, he played absolutely amazing last night. I mean, like, as a compliment to both of them. In the Wisconsin game, he showed up big time. But like Denzel Burkus got right now, if you look at mock drafts, and you know, I know it's not fully draft season, but we're we're inching into it being draft season. Denzel Burke is a first round pick in, in people's eyes, like in in a lot of the draft analyst eyes that I respect. As of as of the second. As of this second, but but I, but I see it where you're going. It. It, it it could change, but I'm just saying. Seeing a lot of these draft analysts that I trust, and yes, they have Denzel Burke going in the first round. Um, he's a kid. He's a kid that I thought was going to play himself out of the NFL, and then he's, he's now. A he kid is, who I thought he was going to be Sean Wade all over again. Yeah, he is firmly back, but yeah, yeah. So whereas uh, a freshman, we thought you're you're the next Denzel Ward. You're the next Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, Jeff Okuda, whatever Okuda. corners we want to give credit to, that's what you look like freshman year. Then we see you your sophomore year, and we're like, "Oh, you're I think, Shade by default." I think, like you're I Sean think, Wade by default. And, and the thing is, though, we look back on it, and I think Sean Wade became a victim. He didn't. He didn't get Knowles as a coach, and I think yeah. Sean Wade became a victim of that that time at Ohio State. Like he was a talented guy that, just like Burke. If Knowles doesn't get hired, I don't think we know who. Like, I don't, I don't think that this is his path now. Like these, who the, the whoever's coaching the secondary is doing a fantastic job. Um, Hancock is a better version of Jeff Akuda. Like 
going into yeah. next year, like I think he's a top. He might be a top. Does he? I don't even. Does he have another year? Like this is his second year. Right? Yeah, he has another year. I guess so. I guess so. Lost with these young kids. So like, it does. The it next does year, like, confusing is trying to figure out who's drafted. Like he is. He's a top fifteen pick. Like potential starting next year. Like you know who Lathan Ransom is? He's Jordan Fuller all over again. Yeah, Ransom has Ransom has probably been the Jordan Fuller. Ransom has probably been one of the biggest reasons the defense has went. Proctor's finally came into his own. We've been waiting on this kid for five years. I love him. Um, you know, every every year since he was a freshman, the flashes were there. He's obviously worked at it. Now he's played himself into a legit, you know, really good college football player. A lot of credit to this defensive coaching staff. And I always say this too, I goes the other way. A lot of credit to the kids for being coached. Like you, you you get it, Mo. You're a coach. Yeah, if you get a you get a kid that accepts coaching. You can do anything. And Proctor, Proctor, Ransom, Hancock, um, you know, um, Burke. You know, I for turning it around. You're like Burke. Like, um, the linebacker, you know, the linebackers is is a I want I don't want to say a weakness, but they're the weakest part of the defense. They just they lack a little bit of explosiveness and play. The smart guys. Good solid tacklers. They're just not super agile. Not great in pass coverage. It, it, it'll hurt them in the big games. Like it, it, you can, they can yep. be exposed. But again, you play with who you got. Like I'm not, I'm not telling Steel Chambers not to go out there and play. Like he is. I love Steel we're, Chambers. We're, I love I, no. Story. I love. Like you I just, know, I love Steel Chambers. Converted yeah. running back does yep. everything he can do. He's just. We're talking. I'm nitpicking here. These aren't NFL of players. Course, of linebackers. course, you're not hating on Steel Chambers. It's just I, w- I, I would say turned Styles. Around. Styles is going to be one of the dudes. He stepped in for Ransom last night. Let's hope yeah. that Ransom is okay. We don't really. It's college football. We don't know. Styles pisses me off. If but we're being honest, really? The you the yeah. So so now that we're here, oh, you we're, mean the lack of use? Yeah, the use. I was like, I thought he was pretty good. No, the lack of use okay. of him. Is my problem with Ohio State, right? Is like, okay, we don't I'll take play the other young side guys. after you go. Like, like, we don't play young guys. That's and I'll tell you why here in a minute. Carnell Tate, right? Like, okay, Noah Mecca Buka, and like, we're waiting for Julian Fleming to step into his own. He gets hurt last night. I hate that for him. I hope he's okay, but yeah. it's, it seemed like the same shoulder that has been his problem throughout his yeah. football career up to this point. Sucks for him. I hope he stays at Ohio State. If he does It'll come, always back, have the Clemson game. The always have the Clemson game. Yeah, like I, I just hope he does. You know, step up. I hope he's healthy and is able to play for the rest of the season. But I don't know. It looked pretty bad. I hate the fact that we don't play young guys because if you want me to like, and we don't play young guys consistently, we let them get flashes, we let them get opportunities. If you want me to be honest, Sonny Styles might be the next Malik Hooker. Sonny yeah. Styles might be like the guy that he could be a first round pick based off the talent, based off how good he is, but we For don't sure. play the young guys. Why? I don't know, but that's been a stigma at Ohio State for forever. I do know why right now. This is now just this side of the ball. The offensive side of the ball is kind of weird to where they don't mix the guys in. They kind of they kind of do it based on. I think a lot of the I'll, I'll cover the offensive side. My theory first. A lot of it that is. If you're going to go recruit kids, you know, you know, Heartline's going to walk into a wide receiver's, you know, locker room at 16 years old and tell him to come to Ohio State. You also have to be able to show him that, like, if you go to Ohio State, you're going to get your chance and you're going to get to do all this. Like, if you're constantly like, 
you know, kicking your older receivers to the curb and stuff, like kids are going to be like, yeah, yeah but that's right. bad look. By your junior, that, that's my, year, you'll be a first round pick. Like that's yeah. the selling point. Yeah, and so like by your junior, if, if you, year, you'll be a first round. If pick. you abandon these kids that have committed, like you know Fleming, then th- you lose some of that. That's my off. That's my theory on that. Defensive side is a different theory. Defensive side is because Knowles' defense is so I, – I don't want to call it complicated. It's not like overly smart. It's kind of complicated. But it is, it's kind of been it is, it is a step above your average college football defense. And so when you change those parts out, if one guy messes up when, when you're disguising coverages and stuff, that might be a touchdown. And I think it's just like – I got to get the guys in there. Like I've trained, like I've trained Proctor all summer to do this. Mm-hmm. I've trained Ransom all summer to do this. I've trained Burke all summer to do this. I've trained. That's why you don't see the linebackers changed out as much. Like I think Simon's actually had a really good season, but when you get that unit in there and they're communicating right and you're shutting down another team, there's no way Knowles is going to be like, okay, now's the time to 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 put the young kid in. No, he's going to train that young kid. Sonny Styles is going to be an absolute, probably starter by the end of the season, honestly, because oh, of his junior. He's going to be. Not, if nothing else, he walks into next year. He's a starter and preseason All American. Yeah, you know, and he's going to know the defense. He's going to run the defense next year. Like Sonny Styles is going to run the defense next year. It's going to run through him. So that's my theory on that. That like it's not as interchangeable a, a defense as as a lot of teams are just based on some of the, the intricacies of it. It just seems like, like with Sonny styles, it seems like he's one of the best players on defense. You're keeping him off the field. Yeah. Because every time he's but there's four, there's, there's four plus games left, Mo. There is, but it just seems like with styles, like even last year, last year and this year, it's like when he's on the field, he might be our best player on defense. And like, Shout out to Sonny Styles being a dude. Like, that would be why. And we all see, like, you see it. Like, if if I'm seeing it, I know you see it. This guy is a dude. I just, I'm not loving the fact that we're waiting until, hey, we're waiting until your NFL prospect to show the world that you're a dude will hide yeah. you in your younger years. It is weird. When it's time for the NFL to see you, guess what? We're going to introduce you to the world as, Hey, the guy that y'all thought Sonny Styles is, yeah, he's even better. Y'all thought he was great as a freshman. Y'all thought he was great as a sophomore. That's cool. But guess what? His junior year, he's going to be a superstar and get drafted in the first round. But it's like sometimes I feel like we're not always playing our best players in every scenario because we're playing the guys who have been there as opposed to – and Ohio State, I think, has always had Like they don't – But every team – but here's the thing, though. And it's better than a junior. You the don't want teams, to because the junior been there, but but the teams better. that win the the teams that like are a step above us that have won the titles, Alabama, you know, Georgia, basically, those are the only yeah. Clemson, even, you know, yeah, this is what they do. Like the guys just wait their turn and they have one great season, they ball out, they go to the NFL. But if they take a national title with them, you don't care. And so that's like that's what we begged for, you know what I mean, for years at Ohio State. And now we kind of have that. Yeah, we've been and we've so like been doing that. Which and is- so it, it it's it's one of those like it is kind of weird, but I think I think now's the time. I think he's gonna get his time, but I think that like Proctor and Ransom have just kind of played themselves onto the field. I don't think the intention was to keep styles off the field. I think these guys have just stepped up through competition yeah. and being 
older and have done a fantastic job. The only the, I just want to say one thing about the defense. Like everybody's like you 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 said it, you know, when you start we start talking about this, you know, you talk about the at the points the points allowed, the yards allowed. Let's also remember defenses look better when your offense is worse. And by what I mean is like a high state used to score so quickly with fields and defense no the defense was always on the field so like they accidentally gave up points and i complained about that for years it's like the offense was i i mean this the offense was honestly too good for a couple years and the defense was like oh we were they were off the field for four they the there were so many possessions like there's less possessions now so obviously the defense has a little time to breathe and the defense but now the games are closer so they're also right they're also always under tension. So it's just two different kinds of just, just, just a shout out to these, a couple of the last season's defense, when your team's, you know, constantly giving you the, you know, giving the other team the ball back, it, that's a tough situation to be in. There's, and then also in practice, when you're going against that offense, like you can't get better because they're so good. Like honestly, Ohio State's offense being so good really took a, like really kind of was detrimental to the defense for a couple seasons. And I know people think that's crazy, but just go look at the stats of any, fantastic offensive team the defense suffers because they don't get good looks in practice because they just they can't keep up and they're always on the field yeah like like the the key thing would be to say which like to bounce on what you're saying look at the rose bowl against utah was that two years ago yeah imagine being a defensive player in practice for a whole season you got that chris olave Garrett Wilson, yep. Margaret Harrison Jr., Julian Fleming, Emeka Abuka. Like, imagine being a defensive back and having to guard that day exactly. in and day out. Now, you get your confidence as far as if I can guard this, which I can't because I'm yep. sure they're killing me because they're killing everybody else. Like, look how much those same guys have killed first-round draft picks yep. on other teams as far as at that position. Yep. But if I'm having to go against this, I'm losing – Way more than I'm winning as far as matchups go. All you do is get yeah, you 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 get beat all week, <laughs> and then go into and you're like, oh, I'm guarding this guy, and he's nowhere near the guy I guarded because that guy's going first round, that yep. guy's going first round, that guy's a future first rounder, this guy is a future first rounder. Oh, our fifth best receiver might go in the third round. Crazy! I have to guard him every day. Like, let, like think about it. Two- he's our fifth best player on offense. Think about it. Two years ago, they're like, "Oh, good, they put the freshman in." Who's this Harrison Junior kid? <laughs> yeah, and then they turn around and you're like, "Oh shit, who so, is like, this Harrison Junior kid?" Like, yeah, I gotta they, go with this freshman. This dude is the next of the elite of the elite. Yep, they That's are hands here at wide receiver at Ohio State. But I do think to sum up what I think about the defense, this defense is good enough to beat a lot of teams. Like, I think they're legit. I don't think it's like they've played enough good teams and and had some tough tests and had to stand up you know when it mattered like i do think this defense is legit and can i think they can hold their own i think they can hold their own against michigan i don't think they'll get blown out you know this defense will get blown no, out against I think michigan this i think they're we put it in i think they're I think they're better tacklers. The defensive line, even though the sacks aren't there, are doing a great job. Based like if you look at all the numbers, like they're really actually doing a fantastic job as a unit. Which is what yeah. this is what Knowles defenses are. They're units. They're it's they're secondary units. It's linebacker units. It's like lines of defense. It's not. It's it doesn't showcase a player. Like his defenses aren't about. They're not the chase. You know the chase young 
years to where it's like one player reckon it's it, they're units and now they're now that they're all playing as units they all they're all playing better it is sustainable defense travels it's bailed them out what at least three times this year already you know the defense has won the game so the offense just needs the offense has one game to win the offense has one game to win this year if, if you, the way i see it yeah, and that's kind of essentially put at the perfect position. So, Jeff, we're about to close out here talking Ohio State for basically the past hour. I appreciate you for joining. Tell everybody where they can follow you and tune in to some of your future projects. <laughs> you ain't got to give too much. You ain't got to give too much, but he's not retired, ladies and gentlemen, just to put that out there. I got I got some stuff in the works. Obviously, go f- make sure you follow Out the Ball Network and all the stuff we're doing over there, most at it best. Just because you may not see our show, we appreciate you following um, there's, we always got something going on. We're always talking about something. The content's always rolling out there. Each one of us, even if we don't do our own show, is doing two or three shows a week. Um, things are really going good, and we appreciate all the support, um, everything you do. You can find me at jhunt uh, 006 on X or Twitter, whichever you're still calling it now. Uh, you can check out. You can still check out Jeff Need Sports on Facebook or anywhere. I got a lot of stuff coming up for the future. Um, if you hear this. Um, then know that me and Mo are also going to do a initial college football rankings playoff show wrap up, um, you know, after that. So go, go over to, uh, the off ball network feed, or we'll maybe we'll put it on every feed just so everybody can get a chance at it. Or of course, go to YouTube and all things. The important thing is off the ball network.com. You will find this. Yeah. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening on the comeback of up in flames. We're back and there's no weather, but, no other way to bring it back than other with Jeff. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I appreciate everybody for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode of Up in Flames.